0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. And then he takes an oath in the seventh ayah. This is where the subject is kind of changing. And I swear by... A, a, you know every single. I'll look at it like that. I swear by every single person, every single individual, or the, let's keep the proprietary term because it's a Qur'anic concept. I swear by the nafs itself, the self. I swear by every single self, wa masawaha, and how brilliantly it was evened out, meaning how brilliantly Allah evened out every person. He f- put finishing touches on every person and balanced them. So now we've talked about a number of things, and in the 7th ayah we're talking about a person who's been made balanced. We're gonna dig deep into that inshallah ta'ala in a little bit. fujuraha فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا And thus he inspired, um, and the word ilham I'm translating as inspired. Let me tell you a little bit about the word ilham. Laham in Arabic actually means أَلْبَلْعُ dafa'atan, To swallow something whole. Alhama means to shove something inside something, to stick something inside you it's using this word alhamaha fujuraha allah azza wa jalla is saying that allah put something inside us that was otherwise not there that's what he's saying inside the nafs something wasn't there there is an animal existence that we have that did not contain what allah put inside it otherwise so, so let me tell you you know we human beings in evolution theory we human beings are just the most evolved creature on the planet that's all we are so an ant has a brain we have a brain Uh, you know, a dog has legs, we have legs, we just have more advanced legs. And they build shelter, we build shelter, we just build more advanced shelter. They have emotions, we have a thousand times more complex emotions, but it's still, you could say, an updated version of a monkey, or an updated version of, you know, a chicken, or whatever else. In other words, we are essentially more advanced versions of more primitive creatures on the planet. That's all we are. There's nothing more to us. Okay, so... That's, that's what the conclusion is, that's the conclusion that is reached when you, you know, subscribe to the theory that we are just made of this earth. There's nothing more to us. Allah in this ayah is saying, and I'm swearing by the fact that there's something inside you called a nafs, and inside of that nafs, Allah stuck something in it. Allah put something in it, in other words, He didn't put that in any animal. He only put that in the human being. This is what's gonna make you different from everybody else. What is that? Thing that Allah put inside us that makes us different from everybody else, He says, fujuraha wa taqwaha." He put, He inspired inside of that nafs its capacity to explode, its capacity to do, to be, uh, you can call it impulsive. Fajar actually means the explosion of light, or when a, when a waterfall explodes. This is in ul When rocks explode and water comes out, that's in Fijar. When the light explodes in the morning. That's called the time of Fajr. When somebody explodes and does whatever they feel like doing, they're impulsive, they can't control themselves, they're called a Fajr. Allah says, Allah inspired or empowered the human being to do whatever, be reckless and do whatever he wants. And at the same time, what taqwaha and he inspired the human being to actually protect itself too. Meaning, to destroy the nafs, to explode the nafs, fujuraha, or its, its, its capacity to explode. And Allah also inspired it with its capacity to protect itself, to save itself, to rescue itself. I'll take you back to what I said about the ruh before. The ruh is something Allah Azza wa Jal gave us, and that was in the company of Allah the ruh used to be in the company of allah and now it's inside of us so we have been our something inside of us is actually very deeply connected and close with allah himself subhanahu wa ta'ala that's a gift allah gave to us and that's why he says قُلِ ruhu min amri rabbi it's from the decision of my rabb this ruh that's inside of us now that ruh has certain inclinations it's a little bit on the side but think about this for a second the ruh Allah, because it's in the company of Allah. What do we we know many things about Allah? For instance, we know Inna Allaha Jamilun, Yuhibul Jamal. Allah is beautiful. He loves beautiful things. In Taibun, La Illa Taibun. Allah Himself is good and pure. He doesn't accept anything else except unless it's good and pure, right? You heard these descriptions of Allah before. Now think about this. Does a monkey want beauty for the house it lives in? Does an ant want you know to decorate its, the insides of its residence? Does it want to dress better? Does it want to eat more delicious food? Does it want more purified drink? It doesn't. A dog will just lick off of the ground, whatever. A person, you hand them a glass of water, and it's a little bit dirty, what do we do? Uh, Let's just get a new glass. I need clean water. Allah is pure. He loves that which is pure. He put the ruh inside the human being. To this day, the human being, when he dresses, he wants to dress clean. When he eats, he wants to eat clean. When he sleeps, he wants to sleep clean. And on top of all of this, we are in pursuit of beauty. We want beautiful housing, we want beautiful clothes, we want beauty in life, we want to listen to beautiful things, we want to say beautiful things, we want to be in beautiful environments. What other creature cares? Nobody else cares. From the point of evolution, there shouldn't be any desire for beauty, it should just be survive. That should be good enough. Why do you need these additional things? And on top of that not just do we don't we want something to be beautiful we want we want to discover more we want to learn more we, we we crave wisdom Allah himself is wise human beings are desperate for wisdom there are people who will do a phd then do another phd then do another phd right why are they studying so why are they learning so much what pleasure do they get from it there's a craving inside of them for knowledge for wisdom where did that come from this ruh inside them was given to them by Allah who is al-hakim who is al-alim He's the wise, He's the knowledgeable. He inspires these qualities inside human beings. And human beings act accordingly. Human beings act in a way no other creature acts. You can't explain this stuff. Allah is loving, al ghafur forgiving and loving. Lions forgive. You know, birds forgive. Human beings demonstrate the qualities Allah inspired them with because of His closeness to them. You know, the names of Allah actually inspire qualities inside human beings. In any case, now let's come back to the nafs and what makes the nafs so powerful. Allah says it has two capacities inside it. This nafs that's between the body and the soul. It's the driver between the two. The body is pulling at it and saying to it, hey, I want, I want, I want, I want. I want to eat whatever I want, I want to do whatever I want, I want to look at whatever I want, I want to talk to whoever I want. And the soul is saying, the ruh is saying, stop, 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 control yourself, balance. Not this, not that. It's putting stops on it, you know. And this nafs has the capacity to do both. Now, before I go on uh, to the, oath, the, the, the response to the oath, I will share with you what's happened so far in these ayat. We, we've talked about a lot of ayat now. So let's try to tie all of them together before we move any further. We talked about the sun and how brilliant it is. And then Allah described that this, the moon is actually submissive to the sun. إِذَا The moon submits to the sun and it follows it humbly. It's as if the, the in this picture the day is more powerful than the night isn't it because the sun is brilliant and the moon is following and then the in the next image when nahari the day is you know the day has brought out the full glory of the sun well, the sun is powerful again but this time the night is more powerful walayli the night covered it up so in the first two images it was like Allah gave the day the dominant position. And in the next two images, Allah gave the night the dominant position. And it's Allah describing this constant struggle, nahar, The conflict between night and day. Sometimes day is winning, night is winning, day is winning, night is winning. And that's actually it resembles the struggle going inside of a person, going on inside of a person. Inside of us there's light and there's darkness, just like there's night and day. And the light inside of us is pulling us, and the darkness inside of us is pulling us too. And sometimes the darkness is winning, and then the light is winning, and then the darkness is winning, and then the light is winning. And what's beautiful about it is, even when you are in darkness, what's still in the sky? The moon is still there whose light is still being reflected off the sun. So even when you fall into darkness, there's still a remnant of light left inside of you. He's in the depths of darkness. Allah says, not that he cannot even see his hand, he says he almost can't see his hand. In the depths of all darknesses, human beings will still have some conscience left. Some goodness inside them left. And that's actually kind of projecting the image of of the moon that still follows the sun, even though there's no sign of the sun left. But there's still its light left. And the moon goes through phases, right? So sometimes the iman left inside you, the conscience left inside you is so weak, it's like عَادَ كَالْعُجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ It's barely visible, like the new moon. But then it gets you know, brighter and brighter and brighter, and then the day comes again, and then your struggle comes again. So these struggles against our temptations, against our weaknesses, this is a human struggle that's always gonna be there, that's the natural order of things. This is what Allah wanted. But just like He created a balance between the night and the day, He says this nafs was made balanced. It doesn't tip entirely this way. It doesn't tip entirely this way. He inspired it to have both inclinations. And inspired it, it's remarkable. First you say, Allah made it it attracted to the wrong side and the right side. And then Allah would have said, and He balanced the two out. But He mentioned the balance first wa nafsī wa sawaha is first, then fa fujurahā wa taqwaḥa, as if our ability to control ourselves actually is more powerful, to keep balance is more powerful, and then he mentions the two tendencies that we have inside of ourselves. Then the the next oaths was sama'ī wa mabnāhā, wa al-ardī wa The sky, and he swears by the sky and how brilliantly he, he laid, raised it up, and the earth, how beautifully he laid it down. Now we're talking about high and low, up. And down. And that's actually beautifully the composite of the human being. Part of us was made from the sky and it came from a very high place. And part of it is made, the body is made from the earth. From the lowest of the earth. And the dirt that's on the earth. And Allah Azza wa just like there's a balance between the sky and the earth, and they feed one another. The sky feeds the earth and the earth flourishes, the earth flourishes, the, the, the water vapor rises up to the sky, then it comes back, there's a constant back and forth between the sky and the earth, there's a constant back and forth between our body and our soul. Our spiritual needs and our material needs, they go hand in hand. Our religion doesn't just serve our spirit, our religion doesn't just want us to pray and worship and fast, and that's all it wants. No, our, our religion wants us to get married, our religion wants us to have a good life, to eat well, to dress well, the Prophet loved perfume, loved dressing well. Other th- good things in life, it, it balanced both of those things out. Because they need one another. That's again the imagery of the sky and the earth. Now look at what these ayat have done. When you go outside today or, or tomorrow, you look at the night sky. Your, your view of what night is, what it means to you changes. No matter how dark your surroundings are, there's still a moon out there. There's still some good in you. People may not see good in you anymore, Allah knows there's still good in you. And you know what, that good will come full bloom, you are going to be in a better state again, which is gonna be like day. But that day will also come to an end, you'll have other trials, other challenges. You'll be enveloped in darkness again. And that's okay, because this is a cycle Allah Azza wa created. So you can navigate the trials of life.